Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Hang Out. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. We have two new bonus Patreon episodes out this season. Last week we released our bonus episode for Cameron Post, and a few weeks before that was for Nimona. We're going to be releasing one episode every month. So if you want to hear our bonus content, you can join at bit.ly slash Patreon. In the greater Les universe, there is a little show called Disenchantment, which I have not actually watched yet. Have you watched it, Ellie? I haven't either, but I will tell you, like, it's interesting because I feel like I was watching Netflix the other day and this trailer was going on and I was like, I should watch the show. And then... There's all this news that it's super queer. So I'm like, oh, maybe I should watch it. Yeah. So it's it's an animated show. And I guess one of the, the main characters or the main character is voiced by Abby Jacobson, Princess Bean. I think they just wrapped up the it was a series finale. Right. Yeah. Um, so series finale. And I I hear through the grape through the queer grapevine. We need a, the grapevine through the gay Vine. I hear mm-hmm. that Princess Bean ends uh, on a very queer, like gay, married ending. So, shout out to Disenchantment for that. Love it. I'm trying to read a little bit more about this next tidbit because it just really the headline really got me. The headline says "Lesbian Monkey Love Triangle <laughs> Teaches Us About Homosexuality and Humans" or whatever. Okay, but. It's talking about the Darwin paradox. So the Darwin paradox is like homosexual activity occurs even though it does not lead to or aid in reproduction. And these monkeys basically are proving that being a little gay might help monkeys pass their genes on to future generations. So being like it basically says same sex relationships helps with bonding. Right. And then it's so funny. And they're talking about these three lesbian monkeys who basically like are in a relationship with the three of them. It says Bailey's a top. Haley's a power bottom. Macy is a flip. She's a flipper. She can do both. And I don't know. I need to look more into this lesbian love triangle between these monkeys. But the point is write us a research paper researching yeah. all of the like lesbian activities with these animals and saying that it's super beneficial to them to be queer. So 
Don't we know it? This last one, I, I'll try to cover real quick because I haven't listened to it. Well, I've never listened to this podcast. Let's be honest. I haven't listened to this episode of the podcast, especially, but Raven Simone's podcast, the best podcast ever. It, they just had Whoopi Goldberg on as a guest. Mm-hmm. And I guess Raven made a comment about how Whoopi Goldberg, when hosting The View, gave off such lesbian vibes. And and Raven and Whoopi's yeah and Whoopi's like I'm not gay and but Raven's like but you gave lesbian vibes and I'm like Raven girl <laughs> classic I mean listen sometimes you just gotta call it sometimes like you, you gotta call it, it like you see it yep you know I'm not gonna say I disagree with Raven that's all exactly I mean you didn't hear it from me Whoopi if you're giving off lesbian vibes that's on you yeah, I think she. Ca- I think Whoopi came out and clarified again that she is not a lesbian, but you know, she just played one on TV. Yeah. She said, "Yeah, yeah." So did Raven for a while. <laughs> 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 That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee, and welcome to our hundred and twelfth installment of Should Have Been Gay. Oh, 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 it was fun. It was great, but it should have been. And in this week's episode, shiny toys. When it's over, don't you hate to have to put your toys away? Shiny toys. Go ahead, Ellie. Can you name it? (laughs) I literally have no clue what song you're singing. I just want you to know how deep I had to go to dig up a song that was like perfect for this week. It's a Joni Mitchell song. Yeah, sorry. And it's called Shiny Toys. Not in my um, discography in my brain. (laughs) But but fitting for this episode. You're welcome. I just want you to be in hot water with all all the older lesbians who are going to be like, wow. How I know. Do you I'm not so know sorry. I was like, Jenny toys, Mitchell. toys, toys. Instead of boys, boys, boys. You know? Also possible, but you know. <laughs> and also boys, 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 because they're gay. But, you know, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Listen, in this week's episode, many of you know we are doing our best to remain in solidarity with SAG and WGA who remain on strike. We are doing some different, different should have been gay topics. And so this week, we are going to dive into some of our favorite classic childhood toys. And we are super excited to have a guest here with us tonight. Connor Clary is a content creator, influencer on TikTok and Instagram, best known for his ranking and review videos covering pop culture and politics. Connor, thanks for being here. I am so excited to be here and talk to you about all of the crazy toys throughout history. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot wait. We already sort of got into it before we started recording, but I am so excited to dive into some of the gayest toys alive. I guess they're not alive, but... (laughs) (laughs) It's also... Can I tell you what else I'm realizing is very exciting about this episode to me? is Connor, we were just saying how like this, it's a little, it's a different format for us, right? Like usually we're like, here's the movie. We're talking about the movie. Here's how we talk about the movies. Here's what we do, right? Like break down the movie, all the gay things about the movie. This time, I I know you sent us like a couple ideas and like I have a list and I'm sure Ellie has a list, but I'm like, man, I don't even know what we're talking about. And that's like, it's 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 like exciting and a little terrifying, but also mostly fun because I feel like I'm just, very looking forward to what on earth everyone came up with as like what are the what are our gayest what are the things that were gay when you were a kid right because i'm like it's all of it's all of them and i'm excited to hear all of the wild things we come up with but also are they gay because they're gay or because we're gay 
Nope, it's Do both we... and all, all of the above. <laughs> yeah, some of them are definitely, right. definitely. Gay. Some, are, yeah, some of them are for sure. <laughs> yeah. So we're not really going to do, like, we usually do an IMDb synopsis and a gay synopsis. I think that we're not going to dive into that. But let's just dive into, sorry, my dog. <laughs> Rambo. Um, Rambo's having a time of it. Let's just jump right in because, Connor, you had some suggestions of what toys are gay. So let's start with, like, the gayest toys. Yeah, I want to, like, round what's, robin this. What's, what's your the top? gayest? Yeah. Well, I think easily the gayest toys throughout history is just the entire collection of Barbie dolls. I mean, starting off, they're all sexless, right? None of them has genitals. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know they that. are a gender in its purest form. <laughs> I mean, at the incarnation of Barbie, she was, I think, kind of queer at that inception because Ruth Handler, the founder of Mattel, created Barbie to be kind of a counter to the narrative at that time that children's toys was telling young girls. Because at the time, the only real toys that like girls were playing with was like baby dolls or things that had themes of motherhood in them. And then Barbie came along. Well, Ruth Handler came along and she was watching her daughter playing with some paper dolls. And when they were doing that, she was like, girls need toys that aren't just babies because not all girls want to be mothers, right? And so mm-hmm. that's really the way that it started. And so I think that really probably is part of the reason why so many Gay people, especially gay men throughout history, are so enamored with Barbie dolls. Yeah. (laughs) I also just love the idea of a mom looking at her daughter playing with dolls and being like, I need something that's not just a baby. Like, my daughter needs more prominent boobs to play with. And therefore, I will create a doll with boobs so wild that, like, the world has never seen its like. I just I love that. It's I feel like also, like, as a lesbian, it's like you spent your entire life searching for, like, those boobs again. You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is so it. true. So true. <laughs> I don't we all had wildly unrealistic standards wildly, from a fa- very unreal. young age. Yeah, wildly unrealistic. But I also feel like it's, like, the... Yes, gay, obviously gay men are obsessed with Barbies, but like also as queer women, it's like then you could be like, I have two Barbies and like they're kissing each other and they love each other. Like, and it's a little weirder to do that with like the child's baby dolls. Right. And I've definitely seen a few of my lesbian friends growing up making them scissor each other. Listen, I can Honestly, I tell Barbies you? Okay, so good sorry. At scissoring. Like, I'm going to bring my mic with me. I, br- I wore I wore my my scissoring <laughs> shirt just in honor of the uh, conversation I expected we would have today. <laughs> no, but can I also, can I tell you, even when we went to see the Barbie movie, like I've had like straight friends be like, I can't believe none of those, like no Barbies scissored in that movie. And I'm like, I mean, so accurate. <laughs> like, like, so this is like a quintessential part of growing up, apparently, regardless of orientation. That's just, that's like a real, it's like a real thing. That's a, that's just a part of Barbies. I don't know why. They should really market more. <laughs> they should they market don't have that more. Scissoring Barbies. Like they have why every kind of Barbie. And yet... Barbie? <laughs> yeah. Can we actually talk? I know like we're trying we're trying not to talk about the Barbie movie, even though eventually like we will talk about the Barbie movie oh, at some point on this podcast. But I would love to talk about like, okay, Barbie herself, right, as the there have been, like, what do you think is, like, the gayest Barbie? Because there's a million different kinds of Barbies. Barbie or Ken? Barbie Both. first, but then definitely Ken, because we know there is, like, <laughs> the gayest Ken in the world. I don't know. Not There's not one, really, that speaks out to me. Gym teacher Barbie. Come on, oh. there's got to be something that's, like... <laughs> 
<laughs> lonely Catwoman Barbie. What are like the what's out there? I'm just gonna invent them, and Look I assume one of these will exist, right? The only one yes. that I'm thinking of is there's a computer engineer Barbie, but she was created, and then for some reason they wrote a book about her, and then she like got a virus on her computer and then needed a guy to help get rid of it, even though she was a computer she engineer. She was a computer engineer. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I want, where is like Subaru Barbie? Where is, there's a hiking Barbie somewhere and she has a beaner and that counts. Well, they also had gender neutral dolls that they created. They don't have any muscles. They all have, they come with short hair and then additionally a longer wig. So you can like decide their gender. Amazing. I mean, that's like legitimately they were trying to be like, look, here's something for the queer people, which, <laughs> you know, I appreciate you, Barbie. When when did these come out? Like last year? Yeah, like in 2019. Amazing. So, yes, I love that. very recent comparatively. And they did like a love is love photo shoot with these two gay Barbies and their little Yorkie dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Barbie. But let's talk about the Kens because I feel like those honestly got so much gayer. <laughs> yeah, so there's at least three of those that stand out to me. First, most obvious one is what's been dubbed Cochrane Ken throughout history. Oh my God. Yes. <gasps> Wait, so why is he called Cochrane Ken? So he's called Cochrane Ken because if you look at a picture of him, the first thing that jumps out to you is that he literally has a metal Cochrane hanging on his neck in a necklace. <laughs> <laughs> And so his his name is actually Earring Magic Ken. And he was created by Mattel because they wanted to kind of like up Ken's outfits. He, they wanted him to be more relevant. And so they were talking to girls about the kinds of things that they thought were cool. And the kinds of things that were cool when Cocker and Ken came out was like erotic Madonna backup dancers and the club oh my scene. God. Oh my God. And so... They dress Ken, if you look at a picture, he's wearing a purple-ish leather vest. Uh, he has a mesh shirt underneath it. And then he's got one earring on in the gay ear and a cock ring hanging from his neck. And this, okay, so this came out in 1993, right? So this is hilarious. Like the timing of this too, like early 90s. He has bleached hair too, right? He has like, bleach blonde right it's, hair it's like bleached but he looks it's like clearly dyed too because he's got his tips aren't dyed this i'm sorry this ken is like doing poppers in a club like this ken is this ken is rave like raving <laughs> yes right and so they didn't make him to be gay they made him but someone clearly along the line probably knew what was going on and just didn't say anything or didn't care but they didn't intend for him first of all to have a cock ring and they deny that that's what it is but he became enormously popular among gay men clearly uh because who wouldn't want this what else could they have tried to pretend that it was they're like oh it's just a ring any sort of ring yeah they just feigned ignorance they said it was a decorative necklace that had no purpose Oh, yeah, it's just a pendant. It's just, it's like wearing a brooch, you know? It's, oh, I was like, but Ken doesn't have any genitalia. So I'm like, you couldn't be like, but it fits perfectly on because no, he has nothing down there. <laughs> right. So, so. What's, what's he even using it for? It's um, 
Maybe his for his listen. Uh, yeah, for he his just friend. likes to, he likes to dream. Okay, let a let a boy have a dream. That's all. <laughs> um. Also, I thought it was so funny when I was looking into this that this was one of the highest selling dolls, Ken dolls of all time. Oh my god! Of course, I think it's the highest selling Ken doll ever. Literally, listen, so funny. This is come on, like. What? Who wouldn't want to own this? I want to buy one. I can't. Like can eBay, we? hit me up. Are what they like? This? Are they ridiculously expensive? I'm actually curious if I wanted to. There's buy... one on eBay for three hundred and fifty dollars right now, Ellie. So uh, you can get one for like two hundred. It says. I we'll, bet you we'll, at, res- we'll bid. We'll bidding war each other. Over I bet you it. there's Come a on. huge resurgence in like oh, desire sure. to buy these earring magic cans since the Barbie movie came out. Wow. Do you okay, okay Connor, after do you own any of these? Do you have an earring magic Ken? I would love to own an earring magic Ken. I do not. I don't know where to find one. <laughs> it sounds like you can get them online somewhere, but maybe that's a bucket list item for me. I mean, there are like we look, they're like two hundred to like three hundred fifty dollars. So it's like worth it enough, but also maybe not worth it enough for like I don't know. I feel like it's a badge of honor to own an earring magic Ken. It is. I think they would yeah, be right? smart to re-release him. I can't imagine how much they money should. they make. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. After Cochrane Ken, who would you say is your next gayest Ken? Yeah, uh, Cochrane Ken didn't last very long because Dan Savage wrote an article about him and that got a lot of publicity. But there's also wait, another so what doll hap- that- Wait, what happened, what happened with Dan Savage and... What he wrote. A, he, he wrote an art. He wrote a Cochrane Ken article and yeah, he, ruined the whole game. He wrote an article called "Ken Comes Out." Um, oh my god! And after he released it, Mattel felt like they had to make a statement about how it wasn't a Cochrane, and then <laughs> discontinued him. He just loves the feeling of mesh. Okay, he's not gay. Like, why would you think that? Also, so funny. he loves pink mesh because it's manly. Was this also prior to Alan, which I'm sure we'll talk about, or did he already have Alan as his like buddy? Yeah, so Alan already existed. Alan came out in 1964, so I think like 30 years before Cockerington. Mm. And they were like, Alan needs a hot party club boyfriend with a cock ring right and so we can talk about alan too <laughs> he um, yes actually was in the barbie movie not played by a gay man is michael Sarah gay i don't know but I know. <laughs> not as far as i know <laughs> not openly <laughs> i wouldn't be shocked but so alan was created in 1964 to be kin's buddy and there's really only two things that they told us about alan which are both on the box uh, first, it says he's Ken's buddy, and Ken's buddy is trademarked. So. Oh, my oh my God, <laughs> Ken's buddy TM. Oh. <laughs> in 1964, that is um, that's a bold move, Mattel, to be mm-hmm. making a gay couple of a Barbie in the 60s. Right, because I feel like saying that someone's your buddy is what every uncomfortable straight parent says when their kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's that's like when you when you especially when you trademark it like I feel like when you have Ken's buddy TM like that's like when homophobic Midwestern parents are like oh and that's just Aunt Lucy's good friend that she lives with you're like TM. yeah okay I <laughs> TM I, I see what you're saying here yeah it's not just Ken's buddy it's his only buddy and oh, the other God. thing that we know is that all of his clothes fit him or all of Ken's clothes fit him. <laughs> 
which is the second thing <laughs> it says on closets. Yeah, it's the second thing it says <laughs> on this box. And when you look at the clothes that Alan is wearing, I mean, it's the 60s, but he's wearing a rainbow shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's Ken's rainbow shirt, to be fair. So, you know, right. he and borrowed so- <laughs> it from his boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's nice when you can share closets, as all queer people know, okay? Yeah, the box... We get it. The box has Ken on it, standing behind him, like, checking out his ass, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We hear you, Mattel. We read you loud and clear, okay? (laughs) Yeah, like, looking at these three, like, three-inch inseam shorts that Alan's got on. Yeah, the the short shorts and the rainbow shirt really working for for Cackering Ken, I think. (laughs) Yeah, and his shirt doesn't have buttons on it. It's continuously it's just open. open. Yeah, it's Who all- needs buttons? <laughs> we like to see a little skin, okay? Yeah, it's like it's 2 a.m. in a gay bar and he like unbuttoned his shirt to kind <laughs> yeah. of do a peekaboo, but not quite <laughs> reveal it all. They both have the shortest shorts on in this. And honestly, Ken's shorts blend in with the box, but almost looks like Ken's <laughs> naked behind him. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> Was Alan also discontinued? No, so well, like, how long did Alan last? I mean, it was the '60s. Like, they don't. Yeah, so there wasn't a huge uproar. I think when this doll came out, because people, you know, the language at the time, I think, was more inconspicuous, and people weren't thinking about it as much. But he didn't last very long because he wasn't very popular. But he did come back periodically throughout history. Um, the next time that he appeared, he was married to Midge, the pregnant Barbie doll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love when they beard toys for us. It just really makes it easier. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. were like, next time, let's make sure he has a part. He has a female partner. We promise. Yeah. And he got her pregnant, right? Yeah, sure, Look. sure. A likely story. <laughs> yeah, several he times. Loves having sex with women. <laughs> he got her pregnant several times, and that baby was removable. Um, you could just open up her stomach, and it was just there, and you could take it out and put it back in. <laughs> That is wow. so freaky. My my mom was like, when we saw the movie, was like, remembered. I think she might have had a midge. Because she was like, we remembered that, like, how weird it was that you could take the baby out. Like, it's like Operation plus a doll. Plus Barbie, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And in the later years of midge, there wasn't, uh, she actually got in trouble because they were releasing midge dolls without the alan doll present anymore so midge was kind of just like alone no one really knows where alan was single and knocked up at the gay bar but (laughs) (laughs) for sure (laughs) yeah they had to bring him back because alan's covered in oil head to toe no one knows where he is you know it's fine it's fine so they brought alan back because they were upset midge was a single mom Yeah, people were mad that Midge didn't have a man with her and thought that she was encouraging teen pregnancy, even though she was an adult doll, and encouraging single motherhood. And so, yeah, they brought Alan back. So they're like, please bring the twink boyfriend back into the picture. (laughs) Sure, sure. Why not? (laughs) I get that all of these Barbies, their hair is perfectly coiffed, but like, that is a gay hairdo. Like, his hair is perfect. Yeah, he's got like an undercut going on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he looks perfectly gay. I also love that he comes with the little the little slides, like the little sandals. Yeah, he only comes with flip-flops. He doesn't get closed-toed shoes. He's yeah. just constantly in Palm Springs. The Allen dolls are far more um 
hard to find than Magic Ear and Ken. Well, hey, Ellie, there's a lot of Kens and there's only one Alan, you know? So Yeah, you can't even find them. Oh my god, you can't even buy an Alan doll. There's none. Yeah, he wasn't very popular, which, you know, in the movie they definitely portrayed him as kind of like the outcast doll, which definitely represents what was going on. People didn't really like him that much, but there's definitely I'm glad they brought him back because I think a lot of gay men are really kind of resonating with that depiction of the Alan Tall being the kind of forgotten gay boyfriend from the 60s that no one wanted to talk about. (laughs) And yet now we're like, okay, yeah, that boy was definitely gay. Did you play with, wait, Connor, did you play with Barbies when you were younger? So I had Barbie dolls around. There was tons of them in my house because I had an older sister. Um, But I was like too scared to play with them. I actually played with baby dolls a lot because for some reason that's what I felt like was acceptable. Um, I also played with my my friend's brat dolls. Mm. I think they resonated a bit more with me. What about yes. you all? Did you play with the Barbie dolls growing up? I had some Barbie dolls and I had like a Barbie dream house as well. I think I've probably I think I've told this story on the podcast before, so Leah's heard it, but my brother took a huge shit in my Barbie dream house. <laughs> 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 so that's, that's disgusting. Like, it was so bad. That's like my my most like vivid memory of <laughs> Barbie is that. And then I feel like when I was got a little bit older, my younger cousins got a Barbie Jeep and I was so jealous of them because that was cool. You could actually drive a Jeep. Yeah, it was like a little like, I don't know, it was like a little kid's car, but it like had a motor and everything like. Yeah, yeah. With like a little. Yep. Yeah. Like a little electric motor. It was so cool. Not quite a Subaru, but a Jeep's approaching that territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. (laughs) True. I'm like, oh, why why did I really want that Jeep? So weird. (laughs) They're like, we don't care about this car. And I'm like, I need a Jeep (laughs) immediately. I feel like I was pre a lot of the cool Barbie cars era. I had a whole set of like hand-me-down Barbies that my parents got from somewhere, like a family friend whose kid had like outgrown a bunch of their stuff. So you had a lot of weird Barbies? Barbie dolls. I no, you know what? I I honestly don't remember because as my as my mom will tell you for sure, like uh, my interest in the Barbie, like the doll part themselves of this whole equation was like minimal. Um, what I remember super vividly from mine is that I one of the things I did get was it was like a little Barbie like Vespa scooter. So she had like a she could mm. she had like a little like Barbie sized scooter that she could ride on. I thought that was immensely cool. I liked putting Barbie on like a little motorcycle. I was like hot hot stuff. But I yeah, what I used to like to do is to like set the whole thing up. Like I used to like sort of like setting up the, the like scenes. The scene. Yeah. I I was more into it for like the the like home building side <laughs> of the Barbie equation, I guess. I don't know. But I did have. I had a whole set of them. Your Barbie had like a hammer and a measuring yeah, tape. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing yeah, home yeah. improvement. I'm yeah. like Barbie's hanging another shelf. That <laughs> contractor Barbie. So yeah. that's pretty gay. Um, I do have one formative moment from Barbie now that I'm thinking about it. I remember being in my friend's garage randomly and she had a Barbie doll um, and she like handed it to me and she was like, let's play with these. And I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to. And then she had a Ken doll and I immediately undressed him because I wanted (laughs) to see what was underneath. And I remember like 
seeing that little lump and I was feeling emotions that were very confusing to me. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds accurate. And you're like, where would you even put a cock ring? I don't understand. (laughs) I thought it was going to be something so different. (laughs) God damn you, Ken. You tricked me. (laughs) I love that. Did you ever have, oh, G.I. Joe's? I feel like G.I. Joe's was like the direct, like, um response to people being like Ken's are too gay and they're like yeah but look I've made this man as manly as possible so he's not a doll he's a G.I. He's in camo Joe. now yeah he's got face paint and a gun yeah. yeah I really did not like playing with any kind of army themed doll because I was very opposed to violence I wouldn't even let my friends play army with me with like sticks as guns because it made me sad uh-huh. And my, it got so the, cute though it was to the point where my mom would contact my play dates before like if it was boys and she would be like just so you know connor doesn't like to play with action figures so if you have like other toys he really likes stuffed animals he'll play with pokemons but not army thing things because it's gonna make him sad so much <laughs> that's really sweet actually that's <laughs> like, actually no really adorable here. Listen, no, especially because it's like I, I have we have a, a four year old and a five year old. And so it's like they're they're really kind of getting into the ages where I think you're starting to see some of the like some of the little, you know, like five, six year old boy play styles that are starting to like diverge into their own sort of branch of things in some ways. And so I just uh, I don't know why that is so insanely adorable to me <laughs> to just be like it will make him sad and as it should because why <laughs> because why do we need to shoot everything it's just not necessary yeah i was writing me like an anti-war activist at like seven years old i love it <laughs> but another he'll play uh, with pokemon and he'll also go to a protest for peace but he'll <laughs> right i was okay putting the pokemon into a pen and making them battle but not the people yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fine. Makes sense. That's okay. And another interesting fact of uh, queer Barbie history and G.I. Joe is, uh, have you all heard of the Barbie Liberation Army? No. No, Barbie Liberation Organization. So this was a group of activists and artists who in 1993 took G.I. Joe dolls and Barbie dolls um, and swapped out their voice boxes. And so there was a Barbie doll called Teen Talk Barbie, and she had a bunch of phrases um, like, let's go to the beach, or let's go shopping, like math class is tough was a controversial oh, one. Oh, no. <laughs> and so they took that and then swapped her voice box with G.I. Joe doll so that Barbie was being sold on the shelves with boy boxes that were like, vengeance is mine. And then G.I. <laughs> Joe was talking about going to the mall. Yeah. Oh, my God. They, That's amazing. Yeah, and they planted these dolls in stores like right next to like right next to newscasters and they were going into the stores and finding them and so they were getting tons of airtime even though i think they only actually managed to switch like a couple hundred dolls that's incredible there's this really hilarious video um that they made to explain their point and it was criticizing those like gendered norms that are taught to children like through children's toys and dolls and trying to kind of shine light on how that affects children that's I love that incredible also like just like what a Barbie has been a source of activism throughout the years really truly yeah. so true she's really a reflection of culture um, <laughs> yeah forever and a lot of gay culture incidentally has seeped into that because that is the culture yes <laughs> because we seep into everything which we maybe are everywhere 
I do have one more gay Kindle. We don't have. Oh, oh yes, my god! Please. Okay, I'm sorry. No, I'm please. sorry. Hit us with one more gay Kindle. So the last gay Kindle wasn't explicitly gay, but he looks pretty gay, and his name was literally Sugar Daddy Ken, and he was made as part of an adult fashion <laughs> collection. And so they got away with calling him Sugar Daddy Ken because that tiny, tiny dog attached to him was named Sugar. And so they said he was Sugar's daddy. And then kind of tried to fake the same ignorance as Cocker and Ken and said that it's a children's toy. Of course, we didn't mean it that way. But you know what I I love? No, yeah. Please describe him for the listeners. Yeah, he's based off of. It was like Palm Springs socialites. (laughs) And he was modeled off of that fashion. So he's wearing a lime green patterned jacket, um, a pale pink shirt underneath, white pants. And he has a really tiny dog on a pink leash and white shoes. Here's what I love about Sugar Daddy Ken. Sugar Daddy Ken looks so intensely gay, but like gay in the way that like he votes for Republicans. Well, yeah, right? he's, he is sugar daddy. He is a he's a like super rich gay man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like he almost looks like he's gay in the way that Disney villains are gay, right? Where he's like, <laughs> he is. He's very. He looks like he will fuck you up. Yes, like, emotionally. Yes, like. <laughs> Sugar Daddy Ken's definitely given someone hush money at some point. Oh, Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. NDAs all over the place. Like, yeah, Yeah, that is secret. Sugar Daddy Ken is a is a Republican elected like official, but he's, you know, on Grindr every night. Right. Yeah. He's he's definitely on the sniffies map somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. This outfit is giving me life. Oh, it's it's oh it's you a know, vibe. Also, it's something. He, this is an expensive Ken doll. Even when it was out originally, it was eighty two dollars. Yeah, wow. he wasn't really for children. He was a designer, like fashion doll. Um, but still, <laughs> <laughs> he is wild. The little wild. the little dog also. It's like a little terrier. Uh, yeah, like a little uh, like Yorkie or something. Like a little. But he's tiny not one. A- is it a Bichon Frise? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, like so the, most, tiny dogs. the most gay of all dogs. His and he's gray. Like he has gray yeah. hair. It's oh, a yeah. Highland Terrier named Sugar. A Highland Terrier mm. named Sugar <laughs> on a pink leash, on a pink leather leash. Okay. Also, they huh. will not try to like. I feel like Mattel are sneaky bitches. <laughs> like in general, like it is such bullshit to say. Oh, he's Sugar's daddy as a reference to the dog. Like, get the get out of here. Like, you don't know what the name Sugar Daddy means. Like, no one anywhere on your on your line was like, hey, why would you even yeah. think that? Get your mind out of the gutter. Like, that's like they're gaslighting I'm, the entire unit, like the entire population. There's I also I don't know where I found this in the in the Google image search results, but it's just it's a picture of Sugar Daddy Ken. And then it has this little text on top of it where it just says this outfit doesn't say Sugar Daddy as much as it does. I'm going out to enjoy a glass of Chardonnay with my partner, Simon. (laughs) 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 And it's just it's so real. It's so true. It's so true. Yes. So he was actually based on a real man. Uh, For for a um. 
an audio media. We're going to have to post a lot of pictures. So everyone, just make sure you're paying attention to I our mean, social media be, this week. Just be because, Googling as we're going. It's because, be yeah, easier. this is this is incredible. Yeah, like, it's a reference can, to uh, yeah. Slim Aaron's photo called Palm Springs Party. Um, and there's a man who is just exactly like Sugar Daddy Ken talking to some women. Talking to I will say, uh, when I see the real human, he looks less gay but also i don't know if that's possible with this outfit he looks less <laughs> he outfit. looks less gay but also maybe in the way that it's like he just covers up being gay by like hitting on his by being misogynist yeah by being yeah like by being wildly misogynistic yeah. right <laughs> i think that's, that's definitely that's... the correct read <laughs> yeah. yeah oh lord yeah i mean clearly there's a lot of gay 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 barbies and kens Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm happy to transition us away now only because Sugar Daddy Ken is giving me the ick. Is that <laughs> is that fair? We don't have to think about Sugar Daddy Ken anymore. Ever again. Yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but yes, let's let's talk more gay gay toys what was your top choice ellie for for your gayest well you know toy? what's funny is connor already mentioned them but the bratz dolls bratz dolls were so like they're so campy so i feel like for me it's like camp equals queer and like they they just like look like actually you know what like they're not necessarily gay but they're the straight girls you would find in a gay bar that's who I think all the Bratz girls are. You know what I mean? Like all their, all their best. Yeah. It's the girl that's in the corner asking me how to get her boyfriend to do anal. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 10,000%. Like they are, they love being around gay culture. Like they just like suck it up, but they're like, they would never touch a woman or like only when they're drunk. That's the Bratz dolls to me. <laughs> She'll kiss the girl only in front of her boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, for sure. Or, like, I don't know. They're, like, so high femme. They almost are drag queens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did, did you have Bratz dolls <laughs> as a kid, Ellie? No, they honestly freaked me out. They, like, weirded me <laughs> They're out. They're a lot. So like, <laughs> They're a lot. I was like, I don't think I can get these dolls. But like I'm looking at them I right just... now, I'm like that is a drag troupe, like that is a bunch of drag queens just like chilling. 
There's something that I always found, because maybe I was just a little too old in the Bratz doll era of time. I feel like there was always something very funny to me about Bratz dolls, where it was like, you know, I feel like, okay, coming coming on the heels of our discussion of Barbie, I just felt like there was always something very funny to me about taking dolls and being like, I feel like we need dolls that are like sexy, but also children and who look like they're going to make your boyfriend cheat on you with them. Like, it was just such a weird vibe to give dolls. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're like, they're the antithesis to Barbie's no genitalia. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But like, I I feel like they were big in like the early aughts, like maybe late 90s but mostly, like, early aughts. That would make so much sense because, like, the pop girls and the culture at that time was so different, I think, from what Barbie was doing because Barbie feels very suburban, and I think Bratz dolls were kind of filling in a lot of demographics that Barbie was ignoring at that time. I think they were heavily influenced by, I mean, like, think about the era, right? You have, like, Britney Spears, Toxic, and X-Tina are, like, the the big things, right? And it's like, I feel like that's the vibe they might have been going for. But yeah. I feel like instead, they were, like, it sort of landed in more of a place of, like, her boyfriend wears a do-rag and, <laughs> like, is white. Like- yeah, like they're trying to be diverse, Sells but meth, they, you but, know, like yeah, I, don't, they, I don't know. But they definitely <laughs> like played into some like rough stereotypes. It it's was like white girls yeah. with dreads. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yes. It's very that. Oh god, yeah. They came out in two thousand one. That's the first time they came out. Yeah, see that that feels right because that's. I feel like I feel like I was well beyond the sort of like toys stage when I remember them sort of being everywhere and I just didn't I didn't get it so what is what so okay so you're saying they're gay in like a problematic straight way (laughs) yes is the argument here I think they're like I think they were trying to like make them sort of queer yeah in a like subversive kind of way but then it was like no this is not like it's appropriation that's how I I see that about the Bratz dolls I'm looking at one right now that's got like uh she's got like a lesbian pride flag colored kind of like hat on but it's also in this very like Harajuku style not in like the real but in the like Gwen Stefani problematically do you know what I mean like yeah yeah, it that's they're like cheetah girls but not the the vibes are off (laughs) except I can vibe with cheetah girls I always felt really comforted I think by brat stalls because they have the vibe of that girl at school that was like, yeah, he's a queer, but I'll fuck you up if you mess with him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, they are definitely, I'm like, they're definitely like hags. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. they're for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Like also, they- wait, I sorry. I'm I this is I'm sorry, this is the worst. We will post this photo like on our our socials. I just there's I found one that I have to drop in the chat right now because I found one with with a little dyke brats and I just need us all to enjoy her together. Um so so she's on the right and I'm gonna maybe paint us a word picture. Wait, right I cannot. Now. Ever, this is so funny. <laughs> so so she's got like boot cut pant <laughs> jeans, just jeans. Like, ev- okay, here's the thing every Bratz doll is in the like wildest, like just like super high, trashiest, kind of, yeah. high femme outfit. She is in 
just jeans, just regular denim jeans. She's in a white button-down shirt with a maroon vest over the top of it. Like so the so the bottom of the shirt's like poking shoes. out under the vest, comfy shoes, a beanie. I just that is I'm a into gay. it. That is a- if I if I had bought a Bratz doll, I would have bought that's that Bratz doll. That's yeah, the that Brad. that would have been the one. That is the Brad for you, Lee. What about you? What was your like when you're looked sitting down with the gay toys? What really stuck out for you? Okay, I listen. This might be a little. I I feel like when we sat down and said let's do gay childhood toys, the first thing that came to my mind might be like slightly a little too old school, but it's what I thought of. Okay, the first thing I thought of is, you know, before Gritty, some of us had another icon who went by the little name of Pogman or Poglodite, depending on your era. Do do either of you have the Pog era? I have no clue what you're talking about. Okay, you got to look up. Okay, do you remember? Do do you know what Pogs are? Does anyone know what Pogs are? Pog, like P-O-G. Yeah. Isn't that like a Twitch streamer thing? No. Where like something happens. (laughs) It might be now. It It might be now. (laughs) Like when something good happens, they're like, oh, Pog. Okay, what it was (laughs) back in like the 90s was they were uh, they were like the bottle caps, right? They were just sort of, it was a little flat cardboard s- circle with pictures on it. And the game, you would you'd take them and you'd flip them over and then you had these things called slammers that were a slightly larger plastic circle and you would, you'd slam the slammers down on top of the pogs and the point was to get the pogs to flip over and if they flipped face up, then like you got to keep those pogs. And so it was like a collectibles thing, right? So you, and you could like play for them. So you'd like play like to win each other's pogs and stuff, okay? And it spawned like, a wave years of pogs where you'd have like every different brand would come out with their own pogs but there was an official like the world pog federation an official brand of pogs and their mascot was a little orange fuzzy man fuzzy caveman thing named pogman and if you look up pogman what i'm going to say is pogman to me is like non-binary icon, gender-fluid icon, Mm. Poglodite. Because Pogman was one of those things where it was like the official Pog line of Pogs would always be Pogman, and it would be Pogman in a variety of situations. So you'd have like Pogman playing football, Pogman in a kayak, Pogman dressed as a vampire, Pogman like doing all sorts of things. But Pogman was not beholden to gender norms. Pogman was not limited Right? Pogman would be in a tutu doing ballet. Pogman would be putting makeup on. Pogman was in a little homemaker's outfit cooking like bacon cake. I don't know what, but Pogman did it all. Okay. And so I just, I feel like, you know, when you look back, he kind of had like Bugs Bunny vibes, you know? Yeah. I'm looking he has some at some really gnarly feet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scary looking feet. I'm looking at him right now. I mean, I do think that the gender bending aspects is is valid his gender was 50 percent teeth and 40 percent feet and the rest was questionable was you know just like just a yeah, question yeah. mark <laughs> open question pog man but he's got you know what that's why i think like when i see gritty now this is who gritty's always reminded me of is like the pog guy 
I can't believe neither of you ever played Pogs. This is really sad to me. You really dated yourself. You you could even you could buy a machine that would let you make your own Pogs, so you could like you could the take. More you, you know how you the, can get like a button maker. The more you say it was the word that Pog, before Pogs. It sounds like not a real word at all. <laughs> it wasn't. It's not a real word. If well, you and told you know what the weirdest thing is too. Thing up and it never happened. I believe. You. <laughs> I, I fever dreamed Pogs. And listen, every every gay born in the 80s is going to back me up kidding. on this and they're going to be like Pogs was huge you you don't understand it was enormous the the thing that's funny is it is a made up word and it's a made up word because Pogs started as actual bottle caps and they were bottle caps for a Hawaiian drink brand that was like passion fruit orange and guava and that's where the name Pog comes from and then it somehow spawned this insane and like when you think about it honestly the game was like wild like I can't believe we all spent our time and all we were doing is throwing a tiny little plastic circle onto a whole bunch of other little cardboard circles and like for hours like for hours and you had like you had your technique some slammers you'd throw flat and like some you'd throw sideways to like flip the most pogs over listen we didn't we didn't have all the cool shit we have now okay yeah I was like (laughs) some so sorry Lee (laughs) We had little cardboard circles. Let it, leave us alone. I'm dark, sure dark it was ages. a blast. I'm sure it was a blast. <laughs> the main thing I think of when I look at Pogman, he the his nose looks like the eggplant emoji. Mm. <laughs> it's just big yes. and purple in that. <laughs> yes, it is. It is large and purple. Um, and and you know, anyways, he just read very gay to me. That's all. He's definitely like kind of giving bear. Yeah. He's for sure bear energy. He's for sure. Um, <laughs> he reminds me too of like the same way that we talk about like Babadook, like how like we're just like, yeah, these weird creatures, they're queer. That's it. Like, yeah, we, exactly. know I mean? like we, we claim exactly. them. We claim them. But listen, this is I'm looking at one. It's a cover of a of a book. It's a sticker storybook pulled out, put out by by the Pog brand. It's called Pogman in Pink. He is in a tutu and ballet uh, shoes and a little ballet pose. He's got a rose in his teeth. Good for and you, his tutu his tutu has two he has like a Madonna bra on the front. Like he has boobs on the front, <laughs> but they're not like real boobs. They're like metallic. They kind of look like in like a Katy Perry music video kind of style. Like also, can you imagine if so we I'm, just, you know, if we just lived in a simpler time where like this Pogman could have boobs in a tutu and nobody gave a shit and no one cared, right? Pog How great would that be? Right? All They're I'm like, saying yes, is, of listen, course, Pogman's in a tutu and we don't care. In 1993, <laughs> no one was going around being like, "Oh, Pogman's so woke, he's going to indoctrinate our our kids." Like, no one was doing that then. Okay, simpler times. Simpler times when a Pogman could just be a Pogman. He could just do it all, you know. He could do it all. <laughs> what is what is gender? Who knows? Pogman doesn't know. Pogman's never heard of it. Mm-mm. Were there any other? Because I know, um, Connor, you had sent a pretty like extensive list of a few other toys that you found pretty gay. What were the other ones? Kind of in the vein of Pogman and weird creatures, um, the troll dolls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Who were, for some reason, just perpetually naked and had these like crazy hairdos that were about the size of their body (laughs) oh i did love a good troll doll and and when you think about it too like they're so they're basically the rainbow flag 
like yes. troll, are, yeah. troll dolls are rainbow like their hair is rainbow and yes why were they always naked they were always naked which is especially weird when you think about the fact that like i vividly remember i had a number of troll doll pencil toppers so they were naked, but they just, the bottom of them was a giant <laughs> hole. <laughs> was just a hole, and you yep. would, and you would, and you would stick a pencil in. Yeah, that yeah hole that with right. a pencil. Yep. And that was the, that was a thing that we gave children. <laughs> I, I had one of those too, and I definitely didn't thought, think about the implications. <laughs> <laughs> but you're thinking about them now. See, now we are. If I saw that now, for sure, I would be thinking different thoughts. But <laughs> it's a little sus. That's all I'm saying. A little, little weird. They also they've got like they've got some body jewelry. Like their belly buttons are frequently <laughs> jewels, right? Like I, I don't know, man. These they've got gay vibes. Troll dolls. Troll dolls for sure. It's also just like the dolls themselves are like vaguely terrifying in again a way that I think lends itself to queer interests. I don't know why we we love a monster. Like their eyes are scary, but they're they also don't they give you vibes of like I feel like if trolls were real, like can't you picture trolls just sort of like beaming themselves onto earth and being like, "Why not just love everybody?" Like it feels like that would be their energy, you know? Like they're very pansexual, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're really non-gendered. I mean, when you look at them, you can't tell. I mean, the only difference between them is like the color of their hair, mostly. So it's I yeah, think trolls. No I think clue. they might exist in a genderless world here. Yes, <laughs> trolls. Trolls would come to Earth and be like, "Only you humans have gender. Trolls, we don't. <laughs> we have no such thing." Yeah, How do we think they reproduce. Is it like the asexual reproduction, the like a like a. <laughs> <laughs> the pens, their- yeah, that's actually why they have to make the pencil toppers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they spread, and then when another troll dog gets put on, it's like pollination. Yes, yes. yeah, it's exactly <laughs> like that. It's like the birds and the bees and the trolls and the pencils. That's how I'm going to teach it to my children. You know, when they get a little old. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so right. But if we're thinking of trolls, like you, you said, Lee, of like trolls came from like another planet or something. Then maybe they have some sort of like printing device where they just they're like, they're gems. They bloop. like touch gems and it just sort of creates a power, like a force field energy ball where a neutral yeah. appears. Yeah. I feel like they're all just pure energy. They're pure vibes, you know? <laughs> they're energy and love. Silly humans with your gender. We understand not your labels. Yeah. Oh, now I feel bad that you said they were creepy. They're so sweet. <laughs> they they are but like their eyes are a little off also like that's not just me oh no i mean also speaking of eyes i know that we also had had talked about furbies <laughs> oh god what are your thoughts on furby i think furbies feel gay in the same way as like any monster creature does i mean <laughs> there also are like a lot of rainbow furbies if you look them up yeah, are Furbies they're... too? Are Furbies the ones that you would like talk into? Would they like? Did they record stuff or did they talk? Did you like talk to them? What was the deal with Furbies? Yeah, they I... talk to you. They look like the gremlins mm-hmm. from mm. the movie. Here's the other thing, then, that I would say would make Furbies gay in my mind is I feel like any doll that you talked to. I feel like a lot of Furbies were like the first person that someone came out to when they were a kid. 
you know? Like, can't you just picture, like, some little gay kid somewhere, and they're like, Furby, <laughs> don't tell my parents Furby. <laughs> Furby Furby's having... just, like, screaming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm He's having gay. these feelings, and I can't make them go away. And Furby's, like, nodding its little eyes, being like, uh-huh, you're gay. <laughs> well, the whole, like, point of Furby, like, when you get them, they only know Furbish. Like, they don't know English. So they just speak random they're words. Safe. And then they start to come out. Then they start to learn English. That's sort of crazy. Oh, it's terrifying. Right? I didn't know these were so involved. They're like the original AI. (laughs) They're the original Ashley too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Somewhere there's the the giant leader of the Furbies and it's answering all of our questions. Oh god. (laughs) But like imagine, yeah, imagine that gay that gay kids like teaching Furby all the gay like gay lingo, and then like Furby accidentally outs them because like the parents were like, wait, why do you know? Why do you know this? <laughs> this little boy comes out to his Furby, and the Furby's like, tell your mom to buy an earring magic kin. Yeah, yeah. Why is your Furby singing Britney Spears all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Did you ever see the Black Mirror episode Ash with Ashley too? No. With Miley Cyrus? Mm-mm. Oh, it's so good. But she basically, Miley's Miley's um, consciousness is like in this. Furby? It's not a Furby, but it's like basically like that. It's like a talking Ashley too, which is her like yeah, no, pop persona. That's... It's freaky. I feel like talking toys were never my jam. It's just, it's a recipe but, for nightmares. But Furby's the only one who understands me. That's true. Yeah, Furby's I feel like the safe. appeal of toys was like the lack of that because you could kind of like project onto them and imagine what they would say, but you're like really talking to yourself. So when they actually talked to me, I was just kind of like scared. Of yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's little a, much. I will autonomous. have. Okay, I'm saying that, and yet I do have one toy that did talk to me that is also on my list that, again, just felt gay vibes to me for some reason, and that was Bop It. Bop it feel Bop it's a little so gay. Gay to anyone. <laughs> Bop it. Like just teaching a, just people how to voice. give hand jobs. Well, yeah, a little <laughs> bit of that, right? Like the whole premise really of the aggressive toy hand jobs. Was a little <laughs> sus, but also just like the voice in general, like I don't know, it's just like a little gay. Bop it. Twist <laughs> it. <laughs> it's a whole lot. It was a whole lot pull going it. on. Yes, <laughs> pull it, <laughs> pass it. Okay, <laughs> it is just like a circle jerk, though. You're like, like all right, a- yes. next. <laughs> Bop it is just a pass around party bottom. Yes. yes. Well, and because also the music, right? Like, did you? Uh, uh, does yeah, anyone remember like, the Bop it music? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, the Bop it. Yeah, like it was a whole thing. It was amazing. I love Bop It. I feel like I that's the only speaking right toy I'm gonna I'm gonna give a pass on my list to Bop It. That is so true. I feel like you I would love to play with a Bop It right now. <laughs> like that brings me back <laughs> by myself. I'm like, pass it to myself. To myself. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of Bop It too. It's so gay, but I don't know why. Like again, so, this is the thing, is like it's we sat down with this assignment. Dance. Coordinated dance. Yes. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> That's it. Early, uh, early flash mob vibes. Bop it. Yeah. 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 Did you all ever play the game of life? Yes. At what point did you start switching the gender or if ever of your little pieces? Because I was putting uh. boys in there before I realized I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> when, when did you like it was you were really young when you were putting the boys together? 
I don't, yeah, I was like, I would play with my friend and I was putting the boys in there and I just didn't question it and she didn't question it. And then like, I remember like one day I was like, wait, I'm not supposed to put the boys and I like put a girl in there and I was like, this feels weird. And then did it feel weird? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing is it's like, again, I feel like I didn't, I don't know that I ever played life and put like two pink little things in the front of the car, but I feel like it's the kind of stuff that you look back on after you come out and you're like oh that's why like every time you'd like put that little blue thing in the front of the car and I was just like why (laughs) yeah I feel like I didn't start I didn't really start putting the two pink ones together until like close to after I came out for me it was the sims I would always make my characters gay like (laughs) that is that feels so right for you Ellie because I was just like oh that for me I was like let me just test this out like that's for crazy no reason. that they let you do this, right? Like, <laughs> whoa. You're like, I just want to double check that this actually like is a possibility is in the game. Feels yeah. like it should be illegal. Anyone else? Just me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like I'm making like, them woohoo over and over. Yes. <laughs> I think you could. I can't remember, but I feel like sometimes you could have a baby with another girl. I forget. I think you could. Like, Sims was very sexually progressive. I was... Yeah, I was definitely making, I think my characters were were bisexual. Like, I would just like, whoever wants to hook up with me is fine. <laughs> when but... when we talked about, we so we just did a, an episode, Connor, we did a should have been gay on the, the group tattoo, like the, the, sing, the Russian singing group tattoo. I feel like if we talk about like what tattoo was for me in my coming out journey, Ellie, it sounds like that Sims, was the Sims yeah, for Sims you. Yeah, Sims was for me. Like, I was like, wow, this is so crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> I definitely did that and I remember I would like try to kind of like hide it from my parents because I I think I had two games I had one where I was like like, experimenting and then the other one I was like oh this is how you're supposed to play the game yes (laughs) you're like one one of them was like your your closet and the other one was like just don't let my yeah Yeah, my sim had like a secret double life where he had a wife and children um... (laughs) (laughs) yeah like a gay lover lover, yeah (laughs) <laughs> yes and then they get pissed off and they fight each other and you're like oh my god this is so crazy wow amazing what a time this has been a blast just diving into craziness with all these toys and games any other gay toys we want to give honorable mentions to before we i have one because it's a quick honorable mention but again just in toys in terms of toys that gave me gay vibes and i might be slightly dating myself a little bit again here but listen i was in middle school in a very particular era of time Mm -hmm. and i just want to say looking back on my youth slap bracelets just feel kind of queer to me right like i just feel like toys that were a little bit jewelry but also that like boys were very into because they could like hit each other really hard with them. Mm, a little in, too hard. Like, just in ways, like, listen, if we're going to talk about Cochrane Ken, I just feel like slap bracelets feel like they have a certain role that, like, maybe could have been examined more, is all, you know? I was of the silly bands era. Mm. <laughs> Where we were, like, trading them in the bathroom with each other secretly. <laughs> secretly well they were banned from my school because the trading was causing so many problems and so we would have to uh, like yeah. carry them around as a secret and then we'd be like do you want to meet at the bathroom and like 
two o'clock and I'll trade you the sun for the unicorn because they were so in demand like you couldn't get certain packs and so like if you had the fantasy pack everyone wanted to be your friend in the bathroom specifically classic yeah we would make yeah like dates for like the black market of silly bands (laughs) (laughs) my era slap bracelets got banned when I was in middle school like you couldn't bring slap bracelets in anymore because we also we had them when they were like they were just a piece of metal with like fabric around it and they're like they frequently just hurt people slice you open like yeah yeah, they were (laughs) were a lot of incidents (laughs) with slap bracelets and they did not always go well you know so that's all I don't remember what mine I mean we did like when I was younger it was like the Pokemon cards but they never got banned but I would play a lot of Pokemon. I had a huge binder of my Pokemon cards. Did did anything get banned? Because I feel like when I was in middle school, slap bracelets got banned. And then like the next year, yo-yos. There was a big yo-yo uh, craze and those got banned because, I mean, as you can imagine, kids just like whipping around hunks of metal just didn't super go I well. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to think of. Like, I don't know if anything got specifically banned. I had a pretty like strict high school in general though so i feel like just like nobody had toys and i started my quote-unquote high school in seventh grade Mm. like it was seventh to twelfth grade oh i was thinking elementary yeah i'm (laughs) like i can't remember because well because lee was saying middle school so to me that was like we were doing black market trades in like fourth grade with these silly bands (laughs) we were just trading pogs okay pogs (laughs) (laughs) That totally exists. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I bet I still have yeah, them somewhere. I'm gonna dig up find, my pogs find for you. Them. Find them. I had a whole collection. Listen. All right. Here we go. We're gonna go into our Q and gay. Let's do it. Q, 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 and, and, and gay. All right. Question number one. What doll did you have? A, Barbie, B, Bratz, C, American Girl, or D, Cabbage Patch? I was most inclined to play with the Bratz dolls. That feels that feels fair. Your friend at Bar- the gay bar. Yeah, Barbie <laughs> felt off limits. Bratz felt um, just, I mean, they looked like drag queens. I think that's why I liked them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can kind of pretend. <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> okay, question two. When you played life, who did you put in the front seat? A, blue and pink. B, pink and pink. C, blue and blue. Or D, solo. It was blue and blue until I realized it wasn't supposed to be blue and blue. And then I did blue and pink. And then later in life, I went back to blue and blue. Until society got to you. I'm glad you're back to blue and blue. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking about going back. That might be fun for me. (laughs) Blue and pink. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. All right. Question number three. Who is your non-binary toy icon? A, Pogman, B, Troll Dolls, or C, Furby? I was obsessed with the troll dolls. It lived in that little compartment in my desk in elementary school, and its butt was just hanging out. <laughs> they did have little butts. They had cute butts. They had, they had yeah, silly that, little butts. We didn't butts, even talk huh? about how, how yeah. gay their butts are. Yeah. They had nice little butts. Yeah, they, they wanted everyone really to nice see butt. them. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> They did, because didn't they, so when you got the bigger ones too, like if you got them outfits, like didn't a lot of their outfits kind of have like the pant, like the back that would like fold down so so you you could could see see the little butt? They were in jock straps. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Assless chaps. Assless chaps trolled (laughs) Anyways, so question four. (laughs) 
Question four, which Barbie is the gayest out of A, Cochrane Ken, B, Ken's buddy Alan, or C, Sugar Daddy Ken? I think they're all gay in their own special ways and they speak to very special parts of the community. <laughs> Great question. Great answer. All right. Question number five, our final, our final question. What was the gayest toy? A, Barbie, B, Bop It, C, Trolls, or D, Slap Bracelets? I have to go with Barbie, specifically the Kindles. Those Kindles are so gay. So gay. (laughs) Well, Connor, thank you so much for hanging out with us and devolving into madness talking about these gay toys. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Let our listeners know where can they find you on all the various things. Yeah, you can find me at Connor.Clary on TikTok and Instagram. And that's about it. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. Let me hear you say hip, 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 yeah. We love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. And we just like to shout out some of our favorite things every episode. And this week, we have to shout out because uh, we are recording this uh, a little in advance. But many of you know, as this episode comes out, Ellie and I are currently in Croatia. Croatia on a Croatian vacation. Which we will shout out Dur for coming up with that name. But we just want to shout out everybody who is in Croatia with us having the best time. We are so excited right now as of recording this for this trip. And when we talk about building community, I just think the trip that we are about to go on is the type of community building that I don't think either of us could have dreamed up when we started this little Mm -hmm. podcast so many years ago is going to do like a gay vacation with a whole bunch of queer people for a whole week. We're just, we're very excited. So shout out to that. Um, And shout out to if you are wishing that you had been able to come on our Croatia trip, shout out to we have another trip that we will be planning and releasing details about soon to go to Costa Rica in May of 2024. So keep an eye peeled for that because we are going to keep building community. <laughs> we Let's just want to Let's keep going. Let's re- Costa Rica is going to be so nice. Hot springs. We're going to be relaxing. It's going to be like retreat style. It's going to be great. It's going to be so fun. As always, I want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Lizette Stye, AD Benitez, Fiona W., and Sophia Phillips. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen. And Andrea Doucette. Thank you so much for supporting us. We could not continue to make the show without you. Remember, you can find us on all the social medias. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Less Hangout Pod. You can email us at lesshangoutpod at gmail.com. You can check out our website at lesshangoutpod.com. Whatever app you use for podcasts, make sure you subscribe to be the first to know when new episodes drop. We also have videos going up on our YouTube channel. You can subscribe at youtube.com slash lesshangoutpod to catch those. Let's Hang Out is an independently produced show hosted by us with audio production by me. Our production assistant is Krista Murison and Twitter shenanigans and various other odd jobs by Lee Holmes Foster. If you want to help support the podcast, the first thing you can do is leave us a rating and a review on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. It helps new people find the show. If you want to support us and continue to pay our independent team, you can do that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. Any level is a huge help. And any level also gets you access to all of our bonus episodes. So you have lots of new content to listen to. If you want to get some Les Hangout merch, you can find all of our designs on all sorts of different items up in our Tee Public store. You can find that at bit.ly slash lesshop. 
And remember, we have a queer production company making queer podcast musicals with guaranteed happy endings that you can find everywhere at at dollarbeanprod. You can also visit our website, dollarbeanproductions.com. You can listen to all the episodes of our first show, The Flame, on any podcasting app. And if you want to help support us in making more musicals, you can join our Patreon at bit.ly slash dollarbeanpatreon. If you want to follow us individually, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ellie Brigida. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out, out.